everybody. Welcome to the latest edition of Volley. I'm Carolyn April, and as always, looking for my best buddy there, Seth Robinson. Seth? Hey, what's up? Oh, gosh. Um, what could we talk about today, right? Not much. Uh, There's not much to talk about. Um, I, I, I haven't moved from this location <laughs> since the last time we recorded. So. <laughs> I'm pretty much in the same boat. Um, I'm learning to use video a little bit more, which is kind of scary. But uh, uh, And then I wake today to find the news about Zoom, which everyone's using. And Zoom, you know, if I had Zoom stock, it would have been great. Except now they're getting, you know, hacked and, and security issues and privacy issues and all kinds of things. So um, that's sort of disappointing. Yeah, that's... Uh... That's what happens when you become a big platform. Um, yeah. there's, there's good and bad with it. But uh, yeah, it continues to be interesting times. Yeah. How are you doing with kids at home? I, I have an 18-year-old at home, so it's like I don't even see her anyway. So it's not a big deal for me. But for those people out there who have younger ones, they've got to take care of in terms of schooling and all of that. It's rough. Yeah, we're doing okay. Mine are a little bit older too, 16 and almost 14. Um, there you go. Yeah. So they, they can kind of self-manage, but I'm not too far removed from, you know, those years that I can imagine this would have been a real headache for people. So, you know, my heart goes out to <laughs> everyone out there that is probably getting to be at the end of their rope. Well, at least we're at this point all healthy, um, and that's good. Um, my biggest lament at this point is there's no sports on TV, and Tom Brady went to the Buccaneers. So I, I just, I, you know, I'm bereft about that. I know. I didn't even bring that up last time because I figured it was going to be too raw for you. <laughs> it's very raw. Uh, and But this is my – and we can move on from this after this. But I, mean, I have a feeling there will be no NFL season this year and then next year he's going to be 44 years old so he may actually retire a buccaneer without ever taking a snap hmm. which would be bizarre but um that's my, my private hope so anyway we move on we do we do last time we uh we talked about remote work that was really top of mind for a lot of people everyone was kind of moving into it and we just shared a little bit of our perspective and this week, we've got a, a new top of mind story. Employment has really been dominating the headlines for the past couple of weeks. I know we've seen record number of claims, far, far passing the, uh, the numbers that we've seen before. And CompTIA tracks employment monthly, uh, specifically within the IT sector, looking at those people that are doing technology work for their companies or those people that are employed within the technology industry. And our latest monthly report came out today. And uh, the person that usually runs that for us is our executive vice president of research, Tim Herbert, who we've had on before talking about some research. And we, we thought we'd invite him back today to talk about a topic that, you know, may not be the happiest right now, but, but might have some hope for the future. So Tim, thanks for joining us. Hello, thank you for having me back. Hey, Tim. So Hi, you Carolyn. spent the morning crunching the latest numbers on the uh, on the jobs report. Give us a little bit of top line what what you're seeing from a from a tech industry standpoint and a tech workforce standpoint. Well, I, I will start by saying that this is uh, a nerve wracking time for any analyst. In that we want to make sure that we read enough into the data based on what we know so far but we don't wanna to read too much into it. And we don't wanna get ahead of ourselves in terms of making projections. And of course, there's tremendous amount of interest in how this is all gonna play out. And at this point, we have to be a little bit cautious that we read the data, but 
we don't jump to too many conclusions just yet. So with, with that being said, we did see, as expected, the top line numbers showed a loss of about 700,000 jobs during March. And the largest concentration of those occurred in the restaurant and drinking establishment sector. And, and that pretty much confirms what I think most of us were expecting and, and what we're seeing in our own neighborhoods, our own towns, with the number of closures of restaurants. And, and then there was also pretty significant losses in the hotel sector. We're starting to see it in arts and entertainment, in travel. Uh, Childcare was down significantly. Uh, so, so far, the, the numbers, uh, they are pointing to a labor market that is bad and, and is going to get a lot worse. And that's one of the, the points that we have to keep in mind, that the Bureau of Labor Statistics, they do an outstanding job. They have the most comprehensive data, but, but there are limitations. And with something moving as fast as the coronavirus, with the changes occurring day by day, uh, simply the data does not keep up with where we are today with uh, the employment situation. So a little bit of context, and I know we're going to go into this uh, in more detail, but for tech sector employment, and just to ensure that everyone uh, understands that we, we track two components of uh, tech employment, and one is on the sector side, and that is the tech companies and everyone that is employed by them. And then the other is tech occupations. And these are the technology professionals, uh, software developers, IT support, cybersecurity professionals, employed across every industry sector across the economy. So on the sector side, we actually saw a gain of 8,500 jobs during March. And then on the occupation side, there was a loss of about 19,000 jobs. So a little bit of a, a mixed story. Uh, mm. in terms of what's happening for March. But relative to most other sectors, uh, generally that should be considered a positive. Yeah, for sure. Um, you, were, you were mentioning before, Tim, that th this is really a moving target. And you know, we've all seen these, these huge numbers coming out. And I think even the analysis today that, that's come out uh, you know, in some of the, the more publicly available reports isn't necessarily capturing everything that happened in the past week or two, but you've been pointing out different sectors here and, and that different sectors are getting hit in different ways. And, you know, not only is, is the tech sector kind of holding up okay, but the, the tech employment isn't getting impacted quite as much as some of the drastic numbers that we've seen because of the way that different sectors employ technology professionals, right? Correct. And, to complement the BLS data, we rely on job posting data from Burning Glass Labor Insight. And, and that tends to be more real time. They're aggregating job postings from employers on a daily basis. And the job posting data did look reasonably strong in March. And there's probably uh, a few things going on there. One, in some of the sectors that employ the most IT workers, and that is the IT sector itself, but also uh, information, and that's kind of a catch-all that uh, you would find companies such as uh, Google and, and other uh, big data companies are within the information sector. Government is one of the largest employers of uh, technology professionals. 
financial services uh, and manufacturing. All of those sectors so far haven't really experienced the same job losses uh, as some of the ones I just mentioned. So th there is uh, a degree of stability there. And then secondly, we also see that reliance on technology uh, is even more pronounced today than it was even a few months ago. As more and more companies are shifting to remote work, uh, we've had greater reliance on e-commerce, greater reliance on analytics and really understanding what is happening around us. And then certainly also the cybersecurity risk. Uh, unfortunately, there's been some really sad situations of hospitals being hacked or other very vulnerable companies being hacked. So that speaks to just how important these professionals are. And most companies, while they may have to make some very difficult decisions, they're probably reluctant to shed some of their technical expertise at this point. Do you think, though, that that means, and this is all good news, I agree, that those technical professionals are going to be shifted from working on strategic projects that are going to further their companies in the digital age to more of keeping the lights on type of activities? That's a really interesting question, and I probably will have to put this into the wait and see category as well. Yeah, you probably and I know there, there's a lot of that going on, but in some organizations, the reality is that it's uh, keep the lights on, uh, do everything to either hold the line on cost, on overhead, and then keep cash flow mm -hmm. uh, steady. And then there may be other organizations, though, that they are looking past the crisis and they recognize that, uh, like everything, this will pass and they have to stay on track with some of the transitions that they may have begun 12 months ago, two years ago. One yeah. of the things that I remember from the, uh, the last recession that we had was that, and you know, this is speaking from my IT channel uh, experience, was that companies, uh, solution providers, other, uh, even vendors, who stayed abreast of what needed to be forward-looking as best as they could and continued to make some investments instead of completely shutting off any spending whatsoever, if they were able, were the ones that fared best on the, ba on, on the back end after it all ended. The, the other thing that's interesting to me, you know, for the discussion that you two were just having and then Tim, what you mentioned earlier about different sectors is, we were going through periods of digital transformation already and, and companies were beginning to think about how to do their businesses differently. And some companies may not have been forced into doing that. Some, some industries may not have yet really been forced into doing that. Maybe they didn't feel the threat of disruption or whatever. And now disruption has, has come, you know, in, in the form of the virus here. And, and so they're almost, you know, out of necessity going to have to be thinking about, how do we rebuild, you know, and what should we be investing in? I, I can imagine something like the, the hotel industry, which, you know, its bottom line can't be selling digital goods, but if they haven't made those investments in technology, they may not have streamlined their processes in the, in the same way that some other sectors that have typically made the investments. So I, I'm just really interested to watch and see 
you know, which wheels of the economy kind of continue to turn here, which ones pick up like delivery and e-commerce and, and remote work and, and which ones end up coming out of this looking completely different. And if they look completely different, it feels like it will be mostly because of technology. Yeah, I think that's a spot on observation that mm -hmm. there are industry sectors that this once again reminds us. And, and unfortunately, we've had these wake up calls now over the past 20 years. And typically, there's a short term urgency to make improvement. But then sometimes we fall back to the status quo. And I, I think in the healthcare sector, especially, the fact that we have such a fragmented data infrastructure, and we simply don't know the level of supplies, or we simply don't know what the supply chain looks like for replenishing supplies, that should be a catalyst for finally addressing some of the very time intensive and, and some of the legacy of administrative processes in healthcare. But I, I would say I would apply that to a lot of industry sectors, not, not to pick on uh, healthcare right now, but I think there's a lot of those sectors that they have made incremental progress, but they still have so many limitations to operating efficiently that uh, now is the time to really think hard about what their future looks like over the next decade. I, I couldn't agree with you more on, uh, you know, related to legacy systems and, and fragmented uh, information being shared and knowing where your supplies are. It sort of shocked me oh, during this whole crisis at how uh, disjointed everybody seems to be when it comes to things like ventilators. And I don't want to get too much into healthcare either, but it's like, whoa, what's going on? But I wonder, thinking that, what sort of permanent changes you think may emerge from this crisis with respect to our industry or with respect to people just in general from a workforce perspective. I think, you know, obviously remote work is one of them. I think that's going to be, you know, for companies who weren't doing it before, they may find, wow, this, this worked well for us. But there's got to be other things that um, I think are going to be permanent changes to the way that we conduct business. Yeah, the one, the one that has uh, really been top of mind for a lot of staff at CompTIA and throughout the, the training and learning space, and, and we saw this transition occurring over the past couple of years, and uh, it's mostly a reflection of the cost of college education today. Uh, I'm coughing but, right now. I'm coughing. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but, but I think you could imagine the effect on young people today where if it wasn't already impressed upon them to pursue a career path and to pursue a course of training and preparing themselves for the workforce that is as practical and is as surefire as can be controlled for. So what we could see, the individuals now that uh, are in middle school, in high school, perhaps certain types of passions that may have been a career path are now gonna be relegated to a side project or a passion, and perhaps we will see far more individuals wanting to enter a technical field, and, and then everything that goes around that uh, beyond some of the core IT positions 
certainly occupations that revolve around data analytics, and then you go on down the list. So I, I will expect there to be probably some permanent changes in how young people think about career paths. And then it's up to us within the industry to respond accordingly uh, to ensure that they're prepared and, and ready to go uh, when they enter the workforce. I think that ties into the, the last thing that I was thinking of asking you, Tim, that w- within technology occupations, which ones do you see in the, in the new report that seem to be, you know, still maybe gaining steam uh, or maybe changing in importance? You, you mentioned a couple there, but I wondered if you would just kind of walk through that and, and talk about specific roles uh, within technology that that would be good for people to consider. We, we continue to see the trend of uh, software development positions. That's the, the largest category and, and thereby there are the most employer job postings. Some of the competition is also most intense, uh, especially in some of the emerging areas of software development that may be tied to artificial intelligence or uh, big data in some way. And then once you get beyond uh, the software category, uh, the second largest position uh, in terms of employer job postings uh, is IT support. And, And sometimes that is a position that is overlooked. Uh, and, and certainly the position is changing uh, to keep up with the technology needs of businesses today. The, the position is much broader than simply help desk. So that, that makes sense that uh, we continue to see fairly strong demand for uh, IT support. Uh, beyond that, uh, there continues to be fairly strong demand uh, for uh, system engineers, architects. Uh, so oftentimes these are the professionals that are really thinking about cloud infrastructure and how that extends to all areas of the organization and increasingly outside of the organization. Uh, So this certainly ties into the internet of things trend. Uh, And then beyond that, you go down the list, uh, a lot of the data positions continue to be, and and some of these are starting from a much lower base, but on a percent change basis, uh, there continues to be strong demand uh, around uh, data positions uh, IT project management as well, and then certainly cybersecurity. And th- the one note that we always uh, try to remind people with cybersecurity that it- it's both a dedicated role, and in some ways it's becoming more specialized. So it is a role that is growing uh, as we see new positions such as pen test uh, or uh, various types of security auditors. But Mostly cybersecurity is a a skill and a expectation of expertise that is baked into essentially every IT position today has to have some level of uh, cybersecurity awareness and uh, expertise. So there's a, a little bit of a nuance there in terms of there is tremendous demand for cybersecurity skills. It doesn't always show up in the dedicated roles though. Yeah, it, it needs to be a table stakes thing for anybody who's dealing in technology. I totally agree with you. I want to make one point on IT support. And I, you know, I, this is just a, a, a theory of mine, but if, we, if the remote working thing really sticks with the majority of companies, um, the IT support role, while you said that can be undervalued or overlooked, uh, is going to, I believe, um, be, have a renaissance and become more important. 
uh, as somebody who's worked remotely for my most of my career, uh, not having an IT person who's down the hall is often difficult. And so it'll be it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah, and 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 I, I think we should note that most of the roles that you mentioned, Tim, are are ones that CompTIA has focused on yes. um, in its portfolio of certifications and now training. And you know, our heart certainly goes out to to anyone who's been uh, affected by by job loss here. And you know, for anyone that that's looking for a pathway into technology, I'll I'll include in the show notes the link to this report, uh, link to some of the things that CompTIA is, is doing uh, to try to, to help people um, build their skills for new digital businesses. And, and one last thing that I should mention is if anyone uh, looked at their podcast catcher over the past day, they may have seen a bunch of episodes that didn't look like ours. And, and we had uh, another one of CompTIA's podcasts uh, kind of made its way into our feed for a short time. Um, that was technologist talk. Uh, so if you saw that, that's what happened. It's been cleaned up, but you should absolutely check out their own feed because uh, they have a lot of interesting conversations actually around this very topic of, of workforce. So I'll probably include a link to that in the show notes as well. Great. Thank you, Tim, so much for joining us. This is good information. Thank you for having me in these fairly uh, somber times. And hopefully the next time we speak, it will be uh, in better times. It'll be better. Hope Hopefully. so. Yeah. So all my, my last message is stay healthy. That's the, that's more important than any of this. So stay healthy, everybody. Yep. For sure. Take care.